Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Monday afternoon, and it is a... a, a <laughs> I was going to say, it's a cold day in Jacksonville. If it's raining, it's colder than normal, if you know what I mean. But uh, it's May 22nd. We're glad you've tuned in today, and I am thrilled to be back in studio. I was here Friday, uh, David and I, but Doug, I haven't been with you for, uh, you know, it's... This is, seems to be a habit we've got working, don't, well, don't it, it? It has been a long time. And if you're listening out there today, yes, my voice is very weak. I did a retreat this weekend up in Pittsburgh. It was rainy and it was cold and uh, it was rustic where we stayed. So uh, I'm here. My voice is weak, but I'm still here. And Brad, you're going to have to carry the load today. With oh, me, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I probably had this conversation with you. You know, whenever you ask me to teach, especially if it's more than once, hmm. uh, man, I can barely do it. I mean, I can. I know we talk. Well, you know, I try to leave most of the talking up to you, but I, <laughs> I, I, I still do a fair amount of talking. And uh, man, my voice is only good for about an hour. Well, it, it to well the, the here's the thing when you like I spoke I spoke uh, Friday night I spoke twice on Saturday but I had numerous conversations in between exactly and and it just your your voice uh, and the I'll tell you the cold dry air because it was rainy and cold up there really made my voice weak so I apologize but I did want to give a shout out I was wearing my SWAT shirt today this morning out in uh i was in a dailies um part of town out towards the beach and uh, a young lady who worked behind the counter commented on it and uh she said i like your shirt and i turned around showed her the back she said i really like that and so uh i said well i'm gonna pray for you her name was egypt and so uh shout out to egypt thanks for just affirming that there are people out there who, and she affirmed that there needs to be good, godly, biblical teaching for men out there. And so, uh, shout out to her. Well, listen, I I totally agree with Egypt. Um, I had a great opportunity to promote SWAT. You know, sometimes it's not like you're looking for those opportunities, but today, in fact, I was wearing this shirt that I've got on, uh, Trinity Fitness shirt, mm-hmm. not my SWAT shirt, but uh, I walked out from working out at the gym today, and uh, this young guy came up to me, asked about Trinity Fitness. He said, that's a great place. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, you've been? He said, yeah, I've been once or twice. And uh, anyway, we got on a conversation. Uh, I said, yeah, they've actually been our guest, uh, um, the the local guys who run the trinity fitness been our guest here on swat radio uh-huh. and he didn't know he goes well, what is swat radio so he may be tuning in as well and uh raymond is his name and so uh anyway and if you're new to swat maybe you're maybe this is your first day tuning in you wonder what swat is swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth yes i said warriors because the Bible tells us, reminds us that we are warriors. And I'll remind me on the break, Doug, I want to tell you a funny story. I don't want to share it here because I don't want to embarrass the person. Uh, you know this person, so I can't well, talk about it. But uh, I was just talking about warriors, so uh, just remind me. That. Okay. Well, you know, um, I had the privilege. Uh, we've had Leo Wisniewski on 
uh, several times. There was another guy uh, who spoke up there, Hollis Half. And uh, Hollis was a, a former chaplain to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Pirates. And he was amazing. John Kolb, who was the starting center when uh, Terry Bradshaw and uh, Jack Lambert and those guys played with the Steelers. If you're younger than 30, you won't, or for, even 40, you won't probably know who those guys are. But they were, that was one of the greatest football teams. They, they won four Super Bowls, you know, and they, uh, they were, they were awesome. And all these guys are believers and they were up there and, uh, you know, they were, they were awesome because the theme of this whole retreat was ab- about, following Christ, really declaring Jesus to be king in every area of your life. That was the theme of the whole retreat. The key the key verse was Colossians war. I mean Colossians war. Colossians <laughs> one, I can't even talk. <clears throat> Colossians one, thirteen through fourteen, he's delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his son in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. And everybody that spoke spoke about that theme about hmm. and and what these guys brought to the table was they they'd all had been trained in uh this idea that america is full of false gospels and, amen and, and yes. one of the false gospels brad is the forgiveness only gospel mm. it leaves out the kingship the lordship le- yeah yeah well they called it kingship because what did Jesus teach on the kingdom of heaven? Right. He taught about that. And, you know, we want a ticket punch for glory, but nobody wants to hear about his kingship in your life. And and that was the whole theme uh, because redemption and deliverance are a part of it. But it's also he delivers you from the kingdom of darkness to his kingdom. Mm. So now you no longer serve Satan. You serve him. And your life should reflect that yes. kingdom yeah and 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 they really it, like i spoke about the king and his calling the king and his kingdom what it really means and then the king and his bride who we are is the church and um but it's really about king jesus being king over your marriage your work uh your sports mm. your <clears throat> your freedom everything right every every your life and uh all our desires he gives us. So it was so refreshing. There were young guys there. There were old guys there. Uh, there were guys who'd, who'd really struggled with drug addiction, guys who'd been in jail, businessmen. It was just a really good time to get up there and to share. And um, I, there was a guy who played football at Liberty there, a great young guy, Harrison Hayes, who was building into these young guys that came and so uh, I, I was just really blessed to be up there in the Berg, you know, uh, <clears throat> even though I told him I'm a Jaguar fan, yeah. you know, uh, but. Uh, well, I, I was at church yesterday talking about uh, about four or five rows in front of me. I, I recognized and, and I'm not really good at this, recognizing a like a football player, yeah. but I did recognize uh, one of these guys. Uh, well, you, you couldn't miss him because he was about six, eight. Yeah. <laughs> You, you ever get behind those guys at church? You know they're they're so big you you can't really see around them. Well, I I was there and uh, but what was really cool and I did recognize him as a Jaguar football player. Mm. But what was really cool, Doug, is there were about four other guys equally his size mm. with their wives right next to him. 
So I was very encouraged by that. Yeah. I'm sure you got to see a lot of that this weekend with some guys who uh, spent some time on the gridiron. Yeah, we, yeah. But <clears> just <throat> talking to some of these guys and hearing and, um, you know, going and coming, there were divine appointments too, which I always love, uh, being able to talk to people, uh, whether you're on an airplane or sitting in an air, airport, you know, lounge or whatever. And, you know, that's the whole idea is that when we're serving the king, you never stop. That's right. You, you, you don't check out of being a kingdom ambassador. So whenever you're traveling, oh, are we looking for opportunities? There's always opportunities to share out there. And, and you know, even there were, Brad, going and coming on the airplane, there were a couple of things that happened that were very uncomfortable in the sense that, somebody had accidentally spilt a drink or spilt something hmm. that could have been really ugly, but we're called to be ambassadors to, to kind of bring peace to those situations and calm everything down. Some people were hmm. getting agitated and, you know, and I'm just like, it's all right. You know, it just yeah. cleans it up a little bit, you know, we're just, we'll make it clean. And, uh, that's what we're supposed to be people that are out there, who are different from the world. We don't let the little things that bother the people in the world get to us because we're there to serve, right? That's what we're for. That's right. And so... Well, uh, interesting. You talk about those kind of divine appointments. I've, I've shared this. You and I have talked at length about the conversations that we have between breaks, you know, or on breaks, or the conversations that start here, go to the parking lot, or, but the uh, conversations we haven't had because we haven't been around. Well, that's true. <laughs> By the way, uh, thanks to our good friend Trey Brunson who joined me on Thursday this week. Yeah. And uh, we, we, same conversation, just the conversations that you have when you're not on stage, mm -hmm. the conversations you have when you're not behind the mic. That's why I have no voice. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I'm, I am so grateful for those engagements and the opportunities that God gives us to either get good counsel or get wisdom from some older guys and even younger guys, or to be that that voice of reason and wisdom. Um, so, anyway, I'm glad you're back. Uh, oh, in fact, do you remember we had uh, our friend um, Jeff Sippos, the guy yeah. who, when I was in California, he, you know, I gave him a nail, right? Yeah, that's that? right. Yeah, He yeah. lost it. I didn't see him for 25 years. Saw him right because I did the cross drama out I, there. I, right? Yeah, was that 25 years ago? Come on now. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening, Doug's digging into his backpack. So, so Jeff gave me this to bring to you. Let me see. He gave me one. Oh come on! It's oh a, that's it's, it's oh. a lapel pin of crosses. Oh, I into love our cross. That. So Jeff Sippos, thank you, brother. Jeff, thank you, Jeff, brother. Hey, get this. So Jeff, uh, for those who go back and listen to the interview on SWAT Radio, just put in Jeff Sippos, S-I-P-O-S. Jeff um, was a brother that I met 26, 25, six years ago out in California. I was doing an evangelistic outreach. I was speaking. He came to Christ had a radical life change, and then ends up moving to Pittsburgh, gets on staff at a church. I'm speaking at this church men's breakfast 25 years later, and I meet him. He doesn't have his cross thing. He lost it. I gave a nail that had Galatians <laughs> yeah. 2.20 on it. 
And he said, man, I've been looking for that. I wanted, I couldn't find anybody that made it. So I sent him another one. Well, he was there this weekend, gave me a hug. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, and sent that for you. He gave me one. This is and, very cool. Isn't that cool? In fact, I've got to, as you know, I'm leaving again this week, uh, headed out to Texas for a wedding. I'll be wearing this on my lapel. It's just a lapel that pin is of, so of, cool. of nails. But uh, yeah, he was up there. And, uh, you know, Brad, he was telling me he does a lot of street ministry to addicts. Hmm. His whole ministry team in COVID died from overdoses. Oh, come on. During COVID, they couldn't go in. They couldn't do anything. They got so depressed, a lot of them, and discouraged. He lost his whole ministry team. Oh, my word. And um, he said so many people have died from fentanyl overdoses and stuff and a lot of them these people aren't taking hard heavy drugs you know they're taking like mm. adderall and other stuff that but it's a lot of it was fentanyl laced i guess and so he's raising up a new team up there but pray for jeff sippos if you're out wow. there just <clears throat> lift him up and pray pray for leo Wisniewski. by the way the other guy i saw was art remington who oh, used yeah. to be the uh, yes. chaplain for promise keepers that's right and and men at the cross uh very involved in yeah men at the cross. and so art said to tell you so it's kind of a reunion of a lot of people for me again that's why i have no voice so i should I have gone with you you, you should know? have <laughs> well next time they hey they want me to come back and do something next time you'll have to plan to go oh, let's plan on well um, that kind of leads me we're going to take a break but if you ever want doug or both of us to come uh we do that from time to time we'd love to uh just come and share with your men at your church but uh obviously you can go to swatradio.com check out our website check out past broadcasts download the app you can listen anytime you'd like and you can share it from there glad you tuned in today we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. You are invited to participate in a broadcast ministry of First Conservative Baptist Church with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. And let's face the issues. This program allows you, the listener, to call in and ask your questions about current issues. Dr. Youngblood deals with moral, ethical, and political issues that face our culture and the church. Tune in every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on 91.7 for expository preaching by Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Dr. Youngblood is the pastor-founder of First Conservative Baptist Church and the founder-president of Conservative Theological University. Let's Face the Issues can be heard daily on 91.7, 91.3, and 91.9. At 11.30 a.m., don't miss these relevant broadcasts. Invite others to tune in also. I'm Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. The latest attack on believers in Nigeria this week left 42 dead and dozens of homes razed to the ground. More than 1,000 Christians were killed between January and April of this year. World Mission partners with local churches to reach Nigeria's unreached peoples with the gospel. Visit us online to connect with World Mission and send the treasure, a solar-powered audio Bible, and ask God to strengthen and sustain His people in Nigeria.
And for many pastors in a South Asian country, the pulpit isn't enough to make ends meet. One pastor and his family were constantly scraping to get by. Then, the pastor connected with the ministry's small entrepreneurial loans program. With some help, the pastor started a rice mill business and used it to support his family and bless the local community. It also creates connection points for the gospel. Help Farms International support more pastors with entrepreneurship loans. Find your place in the story at missionnews.org. Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. I'm Rich Kramer. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, serving Kings Bay at 91.3. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. Hey, thank you for letting Doug and I just chatter back and forth during that first segment. Usually if you're new to SWAT or if you've been listening to SWAT, you know, usually we bring up some current events that are going on in the world today. We're not going to jump into that. There's Doug, do you ever feel like there's so many different things going on? Like, which one do you pick? I <laughs> know. Uh, well, you know, there, there was one thing. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw this, if you kept up, and I just real briefly because it is, it it is just continuing to be an issue. And until you know, as believers, we've we've kind of been cowered into being quiet about this, and the rest of the world is starting to stand up. There's nothing loving or affirming about affirming sin. Jesus never affirmed sin in anyone. So for somebody to feel like they are in a different body that's one thing for somebody to act like they're a man in a woman's body and and change the way they dress that's another thing that's an action and those actions are sinful they are they go yep. against god's word and and so out in california i don't know if you saw there was a trans runner it was a boy uh who uh, said he felt like he was a girl came in second and people are upset about it because mm. It's not fair. He's built differently. He has a different DNA, a different muscle structure. Can some women be as muscular as other men? Absolutely they can, but that doesn't change the way God created us. And so just because you change what's on the outside, you can't change the DNA. Uh, and so this this is going to continue to be an issue. More and more people are starting to be verbal about it. And it's time for the church to stand up and say, hey, this is God's truth. We need to be loving to the people. We don't mm -hmm. bully anybody. We're loving to the people. But the best and most loving thing you to do is be honest and tell the truth to the people. Yeah, you're, you're, to be honest, you're, you're not loving those people well uh, if we don't speak up. And yeah, I agree with you, Doug. In fact, I mentioned this when I taught a month ago or so just about the fact that you know, in a cancel culture, uh, the church has not been silenced at this point. Yeah, um, We've just silenced ourselves, mm -hmm. And uh, I want to just encourage you that I do think there is some momentum mm. toward uh, confronting these issues. Um, and it shouldn't just be uh, conservative talk radio. That's not who we are. Mm -hmm. we, we're, we're, we're something way greater than that. 
we have the truth of Scripture. And to your point, we don't affirm sin, no. uh, whatever that might look like. It, you know, it's it, I don't affirm the sin in my own life. Mm. Uh, in fact, I repent of it. Um, and we should be. That's how we should be dealing with these it's things. Going ongoing repentance. Yep. Well, well, listen. I shared last week. Uh, this week we're kind of doing a final flyover of Acts. It's been a great study, and I just want to take this kind of this week to kind of um, do this one last flyover, just to remind people that Acts is really the whole purpose of of Luke in writing Acts was to accurately document God's plan as it transitioned from the Holy Spirit's power through Jesus' continued work uh, and and into God's people. Jesus is the king of the world, the king of all creation, and that's the theme of all preaching is he's king and he's the risen mm. Christ. He's a suffering king. He was the resurrected king. And in Acts 1, we see Jesus kind of pick our, our God picking up there from the end of Luke's gospel. Remember he wrote it to Theophilus, this guy, he was Mm -hmm. talking to him and he, he calls the followers of Jesus to teach his message, which is repent and believe in Messiah to teach his priority, which was God's kingdom. And even at the beginning, we see it. And even in acts 28, it says, Paul preached the kingdom Mm. and to trust the power. Remember, he said, I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem until the power comes on you and you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to be witnesses of him. You're going to be witnesses of Jesus. I mean, of his resurrection. And remember, uh, he told the apostles when the spirits poured out on you, then you're going to be empowered. And that's really the acts. Acts one is, is covered in that. And he says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And really that's what you see in the whole text of acts. Uh, uh, you see it in the first six chapters or so um, that they're witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea. Then in seven and eight, uh, you see their witnesses in Judea and Samaria. Then really for the rest of the chapters, he it's going to the ends of the earth, mm-hmm. to the pagans, to the, those that were right. idol worshipers. And so that's really Acts 1. Acts 2 is where we see the birth take place, where the Holy Spirit's poured out. And, um, you know, we, we see there's an interesting number there, 3,000 people. If you remember, Brad, 3,000 people were brought to Christ. And I really don't think there was a disciple going, okay, 1,001, 2,001, right. okay. Two, I, it, it was the number given by the Holy Spirit there. Hmm. And if you go back to the Old Testament, you see that in Exodus 32, there were 3,000 people that died at the giving of the law. And now in the giving of the Spirit, there's 3,000 people that live. And the law oh, brings death, <clears throat> and the Spirit brings life. And I, I really believe that might have been what inspired Okay, wait a minute. Did, did you teach that? I did. Man, you, I need you, to go back and look at my notes because I would have taken that. that that, I don't tweet, but that tweet. But listen, <laughs> anytime, anytime mm. you see numbers, names, or direct quotes from the Old Testament, you need to go back and go to the text. And God's followers, including Luke now, 
they do the same thing that Jesus did. Jesus was always going back to the Old Testament. That's why it's ridiculous for some pastors to say that you don't need the Old Testament. The Old Testament is what gave us the foundation for the New Testament, right? It's the, it, the Old Testament is Christ concealed. The New Testament is Christ revealed. And so once you go back and see all these things, and, and by the way, in Acts chapter 2, it's not just about the Holy Spirit coming. That was a great thing, and that was the power mm-hmm. for the church. But you also see the kind of the instructions for the church. Its attention was we were supposed to be devoted to the apostles' teaching, and we were supposed to be devoted to fellowship. We were supposed to be devoted to prayer. That's right there in the text in chapter 2. But also, it reveals our actions. We are to be witnessing. We're to be fellowshipping, right? We're to be grateful and generous. Mm-hmm. That's all in chapter 2. I taught on that this week as the bride of Christ. Uh, we are the bride. We're, we're to be one body. Remember, they were selling everything and helping each other out. Yes, and so that's all contained in Acts chapter 2. And then Acts chapter 3, God begins to authenticate his word through his messages. Why? Because you see his people in community start displaying his power. Notice uh, in Acts chapter 3 that the guy didn't ask for healing. He wanted gold and silver. And Peter said, I don't have gold or silver, but stand up and walk. And it's not like Jesus over in John chapter 5 the guy, Jesus goes, hey, you want to be healed? He didn't even say, yeah, he didn't have any faith. Mm-hmm. He, he goes, there's nobody to put me in the, in the water. And Jesus said, get up and walk. And he got up and walked. Because there's a lot of false teachers in our, our world, Brad, that tell you if you're not healed, it's because of your lack of faith. That is not the reason you're not healed. Mm. Jesus healed people who didn't have faith. Peter healed people. You know, they, yeah. they, they, it's the sovereign act of God yeah. to authenticate his messengers. Now, that's not to say when you pray for people that God may not heal them. That's just saying that it's not about the amount of faith you have. Yeah. I mean, now Jesus did say, if you have faith, you can move a mountain, right? Yeah. But, but he's telling people, he's encouraging people to have faith, saying you need to have faith. So is there a difference? Sorry to interrupt you. Is there a difference you feel like? that I have faith that God can do it versus I have faith that God will do it. Yes, that's okay. exactly right. And uh, because God may or may not heal you. Look at the disciples. They were called to a life of suffering. Look at Paul, right? right. There were times that Paul was released. There was times that Paul got beat. So this idea that following Jesus as king is going to result in your blessing, prosperity, big bank accounts, mm-hmm. everything you want is, is, is just, it's false teaching. It's a prosperity gospel. And so, and, and we also saw as Peter preached in Acts 2 and 3, that he revealed God's indictment of rejection. Israel murdered Messiah. He called him out, right? And and he tells him that you murdered the author of life, yeah. but God raised him from the dead. And so, and he reminds everyone in Acts 3 of God's invitation for repentance. He says, repent so that your sins will be erased. There'll be a time of refreshing and Messiah will return to you, escape God's wrath. And so that's really Acts 1 through 3, Brad. That's the flyover 
of one through three any any thoughts before we go to break yeah no i mean i think that the uh, uh i'm, I'm going to go back and work on that three thousand in exodus <laughs> and the three thousand here in acts and just the uh you know and and to not to dig go back to talk about the old testament you know detaching from the old Testament. Listen, that's the beauty of the of the full counsel of God's word. Yeah, is the connection uh, between the old and the New Testament. Yeah, you know, one is pointing to it, and now we see it. It's revealed in this text. And so, uh, anyway, we'll take a quick break. We're glad you have tuned in. By the way, if you want to call this afternoon, we'll take your calls during the fourth segment. Eight four four seven 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 nine two eight eight four four seven 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 SWAT. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Give us a call. Here's a Renewing Your Mind Minute with Dr. R.C. Sproul. Who is the foundation of the Christian church? The immediate reply that the majority of people give to that question is Christ. But the New Testament says that it is the prophets and the apostles who are the foundation of the church. So that the church's foundation does not begin in the New Testament. It is established early on in redemptive history. The Old Testament prophets, the New Testament apostles, together comprise the foundation. When you look at the New Jerusalem that comes down from heaven in the book of Revelation, what's the foundation? The foundation is the prophets and the apostles. Christ is called the cornerstone. He is the one who anchors even the foundation. For today's special offer, visit renewingyourmind.org. Expect delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on I-10 eastbound between the 295 West Beltway and Lane Avenue. Also, there's an accident on the West Beltway, 295 southbound at I-10. And there's another crash on the West Beltway, 295 southbound before New Kings Road. Clouds and storms tonight, low 70. Tuesday, more clouds, more storms, high 79. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. A little reunion. Little, uh, It's been a while. We haven't been in the studio in about two weeks. I was in Colorado uh, for Hannah's graduation, and uh, you were in Pittsburgh. So we're, our, our paths are crossing somewhere. We're just not connecting. But good to be back here again as we kind of do an overview of Acts. I, I, Doug, I, I, I got to tell you, I was a little... Uh, wasn't sure you were going to get there. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going to land the plane by the end, by the end of uh, the spring. Yeah, you I, did a good job. I, it was uh, it was awesome. I wish Jeremy could give me a little bass modulation in my voice. Uh, <laughs> I think it sounds good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, if it gets raspy enough, I might be able to come a country music singer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, well, we're in Acts, and we just looked at one through three. We're going to try to get through four through seven. 
here by the end of the program. And we're doing a flyover, just kind of a review. Again, remember Luke, Luke's purpose is to accurately document God's plan executed by the Holy Spirit through uh, the followers of King Jesus. Luke divides Acts into six sections. And at the end of every section, Brad, he'll say the church multiplied or the church increased mm-hmm. or the word increased. And so he marks the sections. And, you know, as we are um, looking at Acts chapter four, we're now introduced. Remember, what did Jesus say about his followers? You didn't really see a lot of persecution of them uh, when Jesus was really persecuted. Remember, they scattered. He said, let mm-hmm. them be. And even in the first few chapters of Acts, but now in uh, chapter 4, we start to see his followers being persecuted just like he was. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of talked about how we respond to persecution. One, uh, we saw by trusting in God's plan. These guys were submissive and they were respectful. They didn't fight back. They mirrored the way Jesus... I mean, they, they go before these leaders... And they, they they showed a trust in God. They didn't trust in their own power. Uh, and, and they were, it says Peter in verse uh, 8 of chapter 4 was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, you rulers, if we're being examined concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, because remember he healed that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. He said, let this be known to all of you that by the name of Jesus, these guys, they, they were bold. Yeah. And 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 so they were trusting in the word of God. They trust that Jesus is Messiah, that he's the only way. They didn't compromise that message when they were arrested. And as they walk through the persecution, we saw that they had an undeniable witness. I, this, <clears throat> this, this verse really struck me, Brad, when it says these are just uh, ordinary uneducated common men mm-hmm. yep verse 13 and it said and this is the key phrase they recognized that they had been with jesus yeah i yeah. mean i, I yeah. wouldn't you like that oh. uh, wouldn't you like that on your tombstone yeah he was recognized as being with jesus like golly man that that is strong i was looking at that uh, verse a little further down kind of to tie in with that uh, but Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. And then verse 20 says this, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. They were uncompromising. They, uh, they, they, never, they didn't compromise here. And this is the same Peter that denied Jesus three times. Yeah. What was the difference? <laughs> the Spirit of God it was is the, in him. The, the Holy Spirit. They were unintimidated. They were unstoppable. It reminds me of our retreat a, a couple of years ago, the Rock Kazakh. Yes. Be bold. You know, be bold, strong, and courageous. And remember what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 12. 12 he said, when I'm weak, he is strong. strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. really... But look what, look what that led to, I think, really, in verse 20, 21, it says, for all were praising God for what had happened. Yeah. You know, so oftentimes we look at the persecution or the potential persecution, and we, we, uh, we shudder. Mm-hmm. What if the result was that, for all were praising God for what had happened? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and one of the things that we see at the end of chapter 4 is very similar to the end of chapter 2, 
they, you see this church of unity where people are selling things and, and they're trying to help each other out. You know, they were one, right? <clears throat> and they had everything in common. They were one heart and soul. Boy, could we use that wow. message today? Yeah. Uh, but, but then we see what happens when Satan comes in after a great victory and he tries to destroy and bring division and Ananias and Sapphira, and we see that God calls his church to be a church of purity. He wants a pure bride. And listen, it, today, again, we're going to make mistakes, folks. We're going we're gonna to be people who, this side of heaven, you're not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But this was an integral time in the, the life of the church. It was the birthing of the church here. And God says, no, you're not going to be hypocrites the way the Jewish leaders were. That's the, that's the reason they were messing everything up is because they were telling the people to do one thing and they did another. So Ananias and Sapphira wanted to pretend like they were giving more for the appearance of a holiness. Mm. And God wants us to be pure on the inside. Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but he calls us to this holiness, this purity. And, and he wants us to have a corporate purity and boy, when you look at what's going on, what we have churches a mile wide and a quarter inch deep. He mm. wants us to go deep. He wants us to have a compelling witness to people around us. Uh, and, you know, God is sovereign over all these things. And when you look again, these disciples are brought before religious leaders. They're kind of arrested. Uh, and God sovereignly steps in through Gamaliel, who was a master teacher and uh, he was the great grandson of Hillel, one of the greatest rabbis of all time, and and he basically stepped in and said, "Hey, if these guys are representing God, you're going to find yourself fighting against God." And and I'm always struck by this. It says they beat them, then let them go. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> it's like okay, if God's involved, we'll take a chance a little bit. We'll beat them, but yeah. we're going to let them go. Yeah, yeah. So. That's really um, through Acts chapter 5. But then a problem comes into the church. The problem is, again, Satan bringing division and distraction. And the Old Testament pattern for the Jewish people was to take care of widows. And what happened is all these people were in Jerusalem for the feast, and they had a believing Hellenist or Greek-speaking you know, mm-hmm. Jews and then they had the Jews who were native to Israel. And the Jews who were native to Israel were getting the priority of the widows getting fed and food and all this stuff. And so it created a problem. And so God says, okay, we got to stop this. The apostles, you're going to be the teachers. We need some servers. Mm. And so they selected seven guys. And in this text, what we see in chapter 6 is the priority of God's shepherds of his flock. And that is to teach and to pray, teach and to pray and shepherd the flock Mm -hmm. that way. And, um, you know, God chose these leaders and there were seven of them. Now, what was interesting about it is they were all Greek. They all had Greek names and who were were the people being victimized? It was the Greeks. Mm. And so God says, okay, you guys pick these men to serve. And we saw the character le- characteristics of the leaders in the church. And, and this is going to be probably in our culture offensive to some, but the, one of the first things you notice is they're all men. They're all men. Right. Two, they were men who came from among them. 
three, they had a good reputation. They were full of the Holy Spirit and they were full of wisdom. And so when we see God choosing these men and we see the impact of men who were fully surrendered here, and one of those men is a guy named Stephen. And when we come back, we're going to look at Stephen's life and we're going to look at uh, chapter six and seven in the last segment and people can call in, but really <laughs> six and uh, really the end of six and, and seven is about Stephen. Yeah. This man, he was the first martyr of the church and boy, there was a guy named Saul who was there with him, who ends up really being the key instrument for the rest of the book of Acts. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to look at that uh, when we come back. But, well, one of the verse verses that, that you know, I love the fact that we're kind of having this discussion, especially this overview, because it, David and I were discussing this on Friday as we looked even at the last chapter of Acts. But like, what are the things that stand out? Uh, verse seven of chapter six, one of my all-time favorites, it says, and the word of God continued to increase and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. L- listen to this. And a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith Mm. you know i mean these are these are men of god who have not put their faith in christ yeah these were the men that were supposed to be the shepherds that now have the ability to be the shepherds god's called them amen boy good stuff glad you tuned in again we'll take your calls this last segment 844-777-7928 that's 844-777-SWAT you have a question or a comment you can also email us if you'd like to ask at swatradio.com that's ask at swatradio.com stay tuned we will be right back if you'd like to contact swat radio the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928 that's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. We're so great grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. 
We at WTRJ The Truth are happy to tell you about our new shout-out feature on the Truth smartphone app. Now you can encourage others on the air with short testimonies on how this radio station has impacted your life. Maybe a program you heard helped to turn your marriage around, offered some insight on being a better parent, or taught you principles that revolutionized your prayer life. What I like most about uh, Dr. David Jeremiah is how he takes scripture and applies it. The message was about outreaching and how we should be bold and strong about sharing our faith. First, download the Truth app to your phone, the App Store if you have an iPhone, the Google Play Store if you have an Android. Then open the app and tap the small microphone at the bottom and tell us how this radio ministry has touched your life. Over the next few days, you might hear yourself on the radio, so be sure to have your friends at church listen. And thanks for sharing your story and shouting us out on WTRJ The Truth. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, Palm Coast listens at 91.9. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. We're glad you tuned in. We want to open the phone lines up if you want to call 844-777-7928 as we, uh, Doug's just doing a flyover of Acts 1, Acts chapter 1 through 6, and uh, we're going to look at 7 here in this last segment, but feel free to, to give us a call. I know we got a lot of SWAT brothers out there who've been, been involved in the SWAT uh, uh, study of acts over the last little over two years yep. hard to believe two years but that's good and uh anyway you guys call in love well, to hear how this uh this word has impacted you well you know brad just to to go back to Stephen, his name means victor's crown and um you know he he really displays what a life looks like of a man fully surrendered to jesus and we see a guy who was full of faith. This is what mm-hmm. the scripture says about him. I mean, the, these are things men, if you're listening out there, or women, that is a person of faith that that should describe our life. Yeah. Faith, controlled by faith, by what we believe. It should be the dominating force in our life. Mm. God's word, yeah. God's sovereignty, right? I mean, our belief in God's word, that his word is is, is God's truth, and it, it's the, the plan, it's the purpose. It tells us everything that God wants us to know about us, about him, how we relate. It tells us most importantly about God's Messiah, Jesus, who's the king, and that is the gospel. He's not yeah. just our forgiver. Yeah. He is our king, yeah. and uh, it tells us about the Holy Spirit. Uh, he was full of the Spirit. It says in in Acts six, full of wisdom, and full of power, full of grace. <laughs> yeah, he had all the. He's full of courage, and and so they brought four charges against him: blasphemy against God, blasphemy against Moses, blasphemy against the temple, and blasphemy against the law. And so in Acts chapter seven, what you see 
is Peter, I mean, I'm sorry, Philip. I'm oh, sorry. I keep getting, man, I'm, I'm, this drugs are messing me up. <laughs> that you see his, the Stephen basically uh, defending against those charges, and he's a bold witness. And he says, listen, the new covenant is not against the old covenant. It is, it, it is a fulfillment of the old. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's a <clears throat> biblical witness. And he's a Hellenistic Jew. Yes, Stephen he is. is. Yeah. And, but, but he talks about God's calling, the story of Abraham, that Joseph was set apart. The patriarchs, he said, rejected God's plan. And Israel, we know if you read the Old Testament, they had a history of rejecting God's plan. He says that, that, you know, that we should be faithful witnesses. He says, I honored Moses. And you look at what he did. Hmm. He said the new covenant is not against Moses. He honored the law. He says the new covenant's not against the law. And he honored the temple. He says we don't overemphasize the significance of the temple because these were temporary. These were shadows. This is all the things he's going over in his great. He's got one of the greatest sermons in the Bible that's, that's kind of laid out for the people mm-hmm. of, of uh, Israel. And, and in, in the last part, what we see is how basically he finishes his life. And we see that a man fully surrendered to Jesus is going to be an enemy of the world. And so men, women, if you're out there and you're fully surrendered to Jesus, don't expect the world to applaud you. In fact, James, the brother of Jesus, said friendship with the world puts you at enmity with God. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And And... And so if you're fully surrendered, you're going to be an enemy of the world. Um, but, but if you're a fully surrendered person, it also says you're going to be a witness of the king. All you do when people bring charges against you, and we saw that in Paul at the end of Acts, they couldn't really bring charges against him because all he did was talk about Jesus. All he did was bring up Jesus. He was a witness for the king. And, you know, here's what I love about the end of uh, Acts 7, Brad, is when Stephen is dying, Jesus is standing. Yeah. He's standing to welcome Stephen in and stand as a witness to the Father for him. That is such a beautiful picture that as Stephen is giving his life for the king, when Stephen appears in heaven, as he's transitioning, Jesus the King is standing to say he's with me. Mm-hmm. Man, if that doesn't encourage you to want to be a witness for the King, I don't know what does. That's it's such a beautiful picture. And you know, Paul was sitting there. We we know that from the last few verses of Acts seven. And Paul never forgot. In First Timothy one, and Act, we see it. He tells the story. As he writes to Timothy, I was there. He knew what was going on. And God was even then doing a work in his life, even though he was still persecuting. God was beginning to do that work and set the stage for what he was going to do in Paul. So just because it looks like Satan may have a temporary victory, Mm. don't think that he's won the war. Because what he thought was winning for Stephen See, and Brad, I was talking to the guys up in uh, Pittsburgh about this. Death is not an end for us. That's right. Death is only the doorway to be with our king. Yeah. 
It's to be with the king. That's what we were designed for. And so if we're fully surrendered to Jesus, we're going to proclaim Jesus as Messiah. We're going to proclaim his word. You know, the word uh, preaching here, if you look in and you look at what he's saying uh, in Acts 8, it, it says after this, and we're just, we're, we're not really getting into all of Acts 8, but as they begin to proclaim and preach the good news, the euangelion, and the euangelion is about salvation and his kingship. And and hmm. if I one of the themes up at the retreat this past weekend was the the fact that he rules, and and we declare him to be king in every ever area of our life. And uh, there toward the end, when we were finishing up. Uh, we they kind of Leo led us in a in a in a saying, and I'm trying. It was he kind of he was trying to get everybody to memorize, you know the, um, the he was trying to get everybody to memorize the the verse Colossians, and then he finally he, he finally just uh, said, you know what, we're going to break this down to just a couple of statements, and if if you guys can remember these statements, then um, it's we'll, in Colossians. Uh, yeah, it, <clears throat> yeah. It was Colossians one, thirteen and fourteen, hmm. yeah. and uh, yeah. he uh, he just wanted he wanted people to know what the um, what what it meant. But he boiled it down into two phrases that um, that basically Jesus is our King and follow Jesus. Jesus is our King and follow Jesus. And, and so that was what was printed on the back of all the shirts. Mm. And because Colossians 1.13 said he's delivered us from the domain of darkness, yeah. transferred to the kingdom of the beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Well, the kingdom of the beloved son means he's the king over it, right? Right, right. right. And, you know, one of our, our themes for SWAT is First Peter 2.9. Uh, that that we are a royal priesthood, a, a holy nation. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he's delivered us out of the domain of darkness to proclaim yeah. the excellencies of him. Right. Yeah. Right. That it called us. Yeah. And so that's what Stephen did. Oh man, I if 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 you don't if you haven't read through Acts, just read through Acts six and seven. Just read through Acts six and seven and spend some time there. Look at the life of Stephen. He had a very short life, as best we can tell on earth, but he had a huge impact because I really see the impact he had on Paul mm -hmm. that he never forgot. Yeah. And Paul <clears throat> ends up going out and doing the same thing Stephen did because it's what Jesus did. Yeah. It was a beautiful picture of, of how God used Stephen in that short period of time to impact the kingdom of the world. Yeah, I keep going back to Acts, uh, Acts 4, verse 20, for we cannot but speak. We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And that's Peter. I mean, excuse me, that's Stephen. Yeah. And I, I do love this because we're going to get into it uh, tomorrow and the rest of the week. Uh, verse 58 of chapter 7 says, Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. Mm -hmm. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. You know, this Saul, it really becomes, I think it's interesting 
because it seems like from here on out, uh, most of Acts is Paul. It really is. If, if, it really, there's a little transition where we move from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria, but then after really about nine, you you it's all it's about to the ends of the much, earth. It's, it's about Saul who becomes Paul. And I, I hope that as we're kind of just covering this broad brush, if you might want to go back and just reread it, you mm-hmm. know, let the word of God yeah. kind of just saturate, dwell in you richly so that you'll go and then be that witness for him and a kingdom priest he's called us to be. Amen. Amen. Doug, enjoyed it as always. Looking forward to tomorrow. Hope you'll tune in SWATradio.com. If you're interested in listening to past broadcasts, you can go to SWATradio.com. You can look there. You can also download the app. I highly recommend the app. And you can listen to interviews and discussions that Doug and I have had over the years. Um, Check us out, SWATradio.com. Hope you can join us tomorrow.